I start out my morning and just, you know, really focus and visualize like, okay, well, who am I and where are we going? And this is just one facet of a multifaceted human being. There, there are no limitations. You know, we've realized like we have to take the roof off any kind of limitation. And so now it's just literally we get to dream. We get to dream and it's chasing after us. The dreams are chasing us. Welcome back to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. I'm Jess, your host, and I'm joined today by my co-host BJ and the food magicians behind Nomad Eats. Jasmine and Rebecca are the creators of what the locals here are calling liquid gold. Nomad Eats is a name that you'll want to remember, people, because I have a feeling that these ladies are going big time. BJ and I have been feasting on their nacho cheese sauce on a weekly basis, and honestly, you could eat it every night because you guys, unlike many of the vegan cheese products on the market, Nomad sauces are made from whole plant foods with no added oils. I am so fired up to dive into their stories as we've been chatting before we put the mics on and it's already like good, good life transformative topics. But we are finding ourselves yet again, you guys, sharing another venture that was birthed from two people simply doing what they love. If you are coming to our training camp, then you're going to be indulging in these amazing products. And Jasmine and Rebecca have stepped up to be one of our camp sponsors. We'll be recovering our worked bodies on Friday night with a high-vibe fiesta that will include Nomad Eats nacho cheese, and your fridges will be stocked with even more, including the macaroni and cheese sauce, which I'm feeling would be an amazing sauce poured over some bright green steamed veggies. We are psyched to be partnering with these amazing ladies and thankful that they're here with us today to share their stories and their dreams for the future. Jasmine and Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Here you are in the midst of this company that has been birthed and it's now giving birth and giving birth and growing and growing and growing and you know being a local and uh, Jasmine you and I met at the yoga studio that I uh, used to teach at here in the village and I remember you know this starting to come into fruition and now we're seeing you guys at some of the bigger markets around North County and of course the farmers market which you've now moved into preparing food what did you think you were going to do in your professional life? Early on, there was the, the idea of like, I'm going to finish college. I'm going to do this. I majored in sociology. So at UCSC, so totally was just like, I'm really interested in people. I'm interested in connecting. I don't know what that's going to turn into. And so I didn't really honestly have that much of an idea. I guess when I was younger, I had the like, oh, we'll be a doctor but I don't really like blood and <laughs> touching everyone. So obviously that's not realistic. But once we start, once food has always been my passion, something I did with my grandma all the time, and she always cooked vegetarian ever since I was growing up. And just watching her in the kitchen was always so joyful. And then as I grew up, I was like, I'm always having people over just to make them food. I think I might really enjoy this. And then I met Rebecca and she also enjoyed it. And we would just then all of a sudden we're just having all these dinners and inviting people over just to, to make food for them. And then the cheese sauce was kind of created in that way. Um, we started doing like speakeasy dinners at my house just making food being like I don't know what we want to do we want to do something because we both were like we don't want to work for someone 
Um, we knew that. We just knew that we wanted to have our own independence, our own ability to create and go. Because sometimes when you're in that common workforce, there's the like, just do. Don't ask, just do. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. So um, we would have the dinners and everyone was always talking about the sauce, the cheese sauce, um, the cheese sauce, the cheese sauce. And then um, we were just like, okay, I guess we'll put in some mason jars. Here you go. And then friends started sharing it with friends. And I got contacted from like, People all people would contact me at 10 o'clock at night being like, can I get the cheese sauce? I'm like, what do you think? Do you think you can get cheese at 10 o'clock at night? No. So then I was like, uh, we were like, okay, let's start an Instagram. You're and getting like, like drunk, drunk dials? Basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah, we gave out our phone number. And, and yeah, that was a bad idea. Very bad idea because people didn't have boundaries. They were just like, I just need it though. When can you make more? And I'm like oh okay maybe tomorrow and they're like are you sure tomorrow come on like a, a fiend I was like whoa and then I would actually ironically meet them in the back alley of just peachy which and they would drive their car up and it looked sort of like a drug deal and the guys who worked there would always be like what are you doing and I'm like it's cheese sauce and they were actually just peachy and Lucadia was the first store that took our sauce they were like this is too dangerous girl you you need to let us sell it for you we don't like you going in the back alley and meeting strangers um and then that's how it started growing and then markets and then people with our sauce what's great is once people try it they understand oh yeah oh yeah you get it right away I love it though Jasmine like you wanted you loved people and you wanted to connect with people and you loved food so boom like you're doing exactly what you wanted to do. And it's funny when we're, you know, we, we go to college or, you know, we put a label on it, meaning a major. And for some of us, that's really passion filled. For some of us, we're just like, I have no idea, which was my story. But you're doing exactly what was always placed on your heart. It just came organically. Exactly. And like uh, when we re listened to your last podcast about like kind of quitting the, the regular and just doing what feels right. And me and Rebecca just each put in some money and started a company. And we're like, well, we just got to trust and know that like we're doing what we love and then that will multiply. Yeah. And that's exactly what has happened ever since we started the business. Yeah. That's so cool. Rebecca, what did you think you were going to do with, with your professional life? Well, I studied the arts, so <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I'm one of those people that's, kind of like cruise through life and my husband's kind of like that too and um, I didn't even finish college actually and uh, I started um, actually traveling the world helping different people groups and teaching English and kind of like missions and stuff like that then we moved here and my our lives changed and I kind of thought I would just be maybe a stay-at-home wife or I don't know something along those net lines and so I became a nanny and I worked in um, plant-based restaurants and things like that and same story you know we Jasmine and I bonded over food and how did you guys meet <laughs> through I'm not going to say the company but uh, we we met through a plant-based superfood company and uh, we sat right next to each other the first day of training and yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that was the, the conduit that brought you guys like, together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Awesome. So, and did you always love creating? For, like, where does? Yeah. So I, I was raised. Both my parents cook, and so yeah, I was just raised with really good food and 
yeah, it just, it was a passion through my entire life. Like my weekends, I would just want to create and make food and, you know, oh, I want to make eclairs today. I don't know how, but I'm going to. And I did when I was like 12 years old. So what were those first, um, like dinners, like when you guys were getting together and creating for your friends, was that just like pure fun? It was, yeah, totally pure fun. I mean, we would have friendsgivings and just like, Hey, try this, try this. And like, you know, people really loved it. So did you have yeah. any kind of spark at that point to create a food business together? Yeah, we had kind of played around with the thought, like, what if, what if we did this? Like, like, you know? what if we, and was it like, what if we were like chefs or? We, we were, it was more like, maybe we should have a hot food truck. Mm-hmm. You know, that was our, our thought. But then it kind of switched. We had a few mentors that were saying, you know, focus on the sauces first, just the two sauces, because we have other products as well. Um, waiting to come out and be birthed. So uh, yeah, he said, just focus on those two. And so we focused on the two and now everyone knows about it. And then we started to serve our hot food and, you know, we've kind of displayed our other items in those hot food items. And as a creative person, is it hard? Was it hard to stay focused? <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. two like, You know, it's like, it's like grapevines, you know, you have to prune back to see the, the true fruit, you know? There's a trimming that takes place in any kind of, you know, in any business and in any production to really focus on what's going to really take you, you know. And when was that, what was that conversation like when you guys said, okay, here it is and how much money do you have and what can we put it in and when, what did that conversation look like? Where did that take place? Well, we were just like, all right, well, if we have to start this, we have to start it with something. And so we both just threw in like 400 bucks each and... Uh, we started with that. What does that even look like? What does $800 get you? Really nothing. (laughs) We found out, but you know what? We made it work. And, you know, renting a kitchen hours late night is a lot cheaper. So we, we were up till 2 AM making sauce. You know, people don't know all the love and tears and everything. And that's what we want. That's what this is for. We want to share all of that because there's so many people that have dreams that are on their heart. There's a lot of people who will reach out to us and say, how do you even know what you love? Like, how do you even know? And so Uh, it just brings you joy, you know? Yes. Say that again. It brings you joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does joy feel like? Oh, ecstasy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that feeling of ecstasy. You're making someone else happy, you know? Yeah, I think that's why um, for us, how we, we were saying how we start with the food truck and then the sauces. And then, like you're saying, as creative, it was kind of hard for us to hone in, hence the hot food pop-ups we do now. Um, but we're established enough to do that. So we had to focus on the cheese to get our brand out there. And that's exactly what our mentor was saying, because then people will trust your hot food. And he, he was right. He was like, once people try the one product, then they'll go to the store maybe and they'll see your, you know, mushroom pate and be like, ooh, you know what? Nomad makes that. I bet it's great. It's, you know, because I love their cheese sauce. Why not try their other products? Because there's a million products out there, especially food products. And there's a lot of mislabeling and different stuff like that, which is a totally different conversation. But um, that's where the hot food allowed us to get creative with food. And that right there is where we have, I think, our biggest joy when we hand people food and they come back and they're like, oh my God, this is so good. Like, especially Carlsbad Farmer's Market, because you get all types of people. We do a lot of vegan events um, and those are like our people. They understand exactly why we're making the food this way. And so Carlsbad, we get a lot of the questions like, why? 
why sh why should I not have dairy? Why should I not have the meat? Or like, I'm curious. They're always a little curious. Um, and usually we challenge them, like, try it. Just take a bite. Here's a sample. Try it. And they're usually blown away. People you would not even think of all age groups have walked away with two jars, you know? And they're like, oh, I'm so excited. When can I get this online? Or like the best was this guy at the farmer's market. I will always remember this guy. He was like this bigger, like kind of like rugged, rough looking guy. And he come up, comes up and he goes, you guys nachos? What? Like, I love my carnitas nachos, you know? <laughs> and I was like, you got to try ours. And I didn't really want to say, it's like sometimes when you have those people, you're like, do I want to say it's plant-based? I want them to try it though. And then I'll say it's plant-based. And he, we, we had him try to sample the cheese and he's like, what? how this this is so good and we're like exactly and look at those ingredients and he was like what and we're like just have the nachos you should try our nachos and he's like okay he actually like was open to it and he was like yeah i'll try it and he bought some nachos he comes back does his little wrap around the market five minutes later comes back and he's like that is top top three foods top three foods i've ever eaten in my life best nachos I've ever had in my life and he's like I wanted to hate it so badly he's like trust me I'm the biggest hater he's like I wanted to hate it <laughs> and he's like but I can't and that right, right. literally brought like so much joy to us we were like we turned a hater into a lover like <laughs> what just happened you know and he even admitted that he wanted to hate it he wasn't ashamed to say that I wanted to hate it and I was like but you obviously did it because you bought it so somewhere <laughs> I think we just got the title for this podcast um seriously no joke your freaking nachos are amazing so I had them I don't know when like our last nothingness day when we were cruising around town and um you're it's like I equate it to like when I go to choice juicery and you get a smoothie bowl and they put the granola on the bottom and on the top like Rebecca you made those nachos for me like there's no lack of cheese sauce so did you are you were you just fed up with just crap nachos or yep. tell us about your nachos I mean I've always been a fan of naughty nachos you know that was like <clears throat> Friday's naughty lunch. nachos <laughs> you know what I mean it's like that that can number 10 can of cheese sauce that you had as a kid right and you're like how can I and it was also like how can I stay vegan you know like how can I not like go into that um eat dairy and so like that's where that came from my husband was like I want something spicy cheesy you know and yeah that's where it came from and uh you know you just really I'm a veganizer so I can take any recipe and turn it vegan doesn't matter what it is you know and what do you put on these nachos uh it's a uh, so it's carnitas jackfruit um seasoned uh like Brazilian style black beans our nacho cheese sauce, homemade pico de gallo, and guacamole. Oh, it's so good. That's it. It's just so good, though. And then you have this other thing called the crunch wrap, which mm -hmm. I, market research, had the other <laughs> night as well, which is, like, amazing. And just so you guys know, it did not get soggy. Good. But what are you wrapping that in? Is that just a big tortilla? A giant tortilla. It's basically like nachos in a big tortilla, mm -hmm. but the yeah. way that you like wrap it and cook it, it's like amazing. <laughs> Griddled and crisp. Crunchy yeah. yeah, crunchy mandala is our other nickname for it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's what you should call it. <laughs> you're you're yoga festival. Yeah, yoga festival. Totally. Yeah. We've also we've also done uh, like an Indian version of that with like seasoned jasmine rice mm. and like curry inside it. We had it last summer at the farmers market. Oh my god. Yeah. Yum. So we we kind of change up what's inside it sometimes. What's one of your favorite stories from this journey? Oh. 
I guess just every time we see breakthrough, it, it's like, a, it's like, okay, we can keep going, you know, like we know we're on the right track, you know? Um, I don't know. Have you yeah. had one of those recently? Yeah. yeah. This morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't really, I don't know how much we can talk about it, but yeah, something good is coming soon. <laughs> a lot of goodness is going to happen. <laughs> when... Through this whole journey, is it tough to be in the spot right now where you're you're seeing all these great things? Do you still doubt it? Do you still have yeah hesitation? Definitely, you hear that that negativity sometimes, and you're like, you just have to remind yourself um, of what is actually happening. You know, fear and anxiety is is an imagination. Mm. You know, so you just have to create a good imagination for yourself, and you keep going, right? Keep living in that space of what you would like to see it as. Yeah. Um, and cause I mean, like you're saying, um, in your previous podcast that I'd listened to, it's if you're doing what you love, mm-hmm. it manifests. And if you have a strong manifestation of powerful goodness, it, it'll come right back to you and the universe provides in, and that's what we've seen. Like from, if we look at when we first started, like just doing back alley deals and trying to make the cheese sauce in my tiny apartment at like one o'clock in the morning after we both worked and we were just like, we're so tired, but people need the cheese. <laughs> um, to now we, we're in a kitchen, we have all our licenses, we're a proper full running professional business. Mm-hmm. So it's steps like that, that actually we, I feel like we saw breakthroughs. It's seen our change to like, you know, we started about a two years ago, um, but fully in markets about a year and a half. So to see where we've come from that is like a big, big happiness for us. Yeah. What? Oh, this is so good. What was it? Because we talk to people all the time who listen to the podcast and they're like, I wish I could do that. But and so you've had tons of obstacles along the whole way, uh, like countless, countless challenges. What was first of all, what was one of those, your biggest challenges? And then what was the turning point? Like what was the pivotal? So I think last year was probably the hardest because, um, I had quit my job halfway through the year, which, what were you doing? I was working at a juice bar. Okay. Um, so it wasn't that intensive, but, um, I fully quit and Rebecca was still a full-time nanny. So that was probably the hardest for the company as far as like maybe some tensions and the reality of like, she's tired, I'm tired. We had to make sauce, like production in our kitchen was like super late. Like she was saying, we'd be working till one thirty or two. We couldn't do like out for the hours we would actually like make a sane. So we kind of both went a little crazy um, because we were trying to take on too much and we couldn't focus on the business. It was half, we were both like half in. And this last, this like towards the end of the year, um, both of us are now able to put our full foot forward, like be completely in it. And then that's when we started seeing complete changes in the business where we're like, yes, we're onto something now. There's something really big here now that both of us are fully present, fully here. We don't have to do other jobs. Like her husband stepped up and was kind of like, you, you do that. And I will take care of the financials. Cause of course it's the financial thing. What came down to that, um, reason we should get, we all both had to work all the time and her husband kind of took that off weight off of her and now the business is getting to a point where we can finally get to to a point where we can actually bring something in to our homes and and our financials as well what's your relationship to the financials like what does it stir up inside when you when you quit the jobs and you're like (laughs) okay so we're all in but that doesn't mean the money's going to be flowing in so a lot of people have a, a, a a history of just lack right yeah. the lack of abundance so 
How, how do you guys feel into that? Yes, at first, it was definitely that, that feeling um, where we were like, okay, I guess we're eating like a PB&J sandwich or something. Um, who knows? Maybe just we'll just eat sauce with a potato. That's what we have. Um, but like I said, I felt like right when both of us fully stepped in, like the financial stuff just started to like not be that much of an issue. Like it flowed as it should. And when we need to order more produce, we had enough to order more produce. And now we're at a point where we're like in Jimbo's, um, mark all the Jimbo's locations. Um, we're growing to multiple stores. So we're nine locations now. So we're constantly in the farmer's markets twice a week. Um, and then even more events, like we're getting events thrown at us like all the time where we're like, we're booked till like two months out right now where we are like, so it all came to us fully when we really both were like, we want to do it. I guess it wasn't, it just happened. If, if that makes sense. Like, and then that burden, the financial stuff kind of like, we keep reassuring ourselves that we don't freak out. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, expand on that. So how, how do you not freak out? Um, you just... <laughs> <laughs> seriously, it's just the mindset. You know, you just have to really just say, you know, let's not freak out. Let's figure out. Instead of looking at maybe there might be a problem, like how are we going to be able to buy jars this week or, you know, or cashews. You know, those are the really high expense things that we have to pay for and um we just don't freak out and hope that you know someone pays the the bill from like jimbo's or like a another grocery store you know that it comes on time and it does you know so you just have to trust that how do you trust you guys have a like do you have a a mindset practice or something where you guys sort of yeah we i think we both try to meditate every morning um and just try to manifest and see what we we want to see this company you know like we've we've written down our five-year plan and so this year we're focusing on certain things and so what we want to see and it just it's been happening for us it's crazy but it's not (laughs) but it's not it's it's you guys have given yourself into this yeah and i like to just backtrack to like the joy aspect of it and that's where the root of this all is we had um talbot cox on the on our podcast he's a um, a photographer and he and a videographer and he just didn't know what to do, didn't know what he was going to do and um, just loved the sport of triathlon. So he just dove all in. He was like, I'm all into this. And he can recall days that he would be out there filming these Ironman events, which are not just short events. They're like hours, like 16, 18 yeah. hours. And he would, he would forget to eat. Yeah. He would forget to eat. He was just so fueled by the joy and and satisfaction do you guys do you guys feel definitely we forget to eat all the time because we were just having so much fun and we were just doing so many things we're like oh my gosh it's three o'clock we haven't eaten today (laughs) one of the story you had mentioned talbot and one of the stories i love about him is he says like he would um be meeting people you know for dinner or whatever but he'd be eating peanut butter sandwiches in the car because he didn't know if he was gonna have to pay for dinner or not and he didn't have enough money to pay for him too so he was like eat before and we've totally done that too oh my god and so it's um but the you know you know these are the days that we are all gonna turn around and say Oh my God, remember when we just like had a potato and cheese and we were like wiping the bowl with the potato yes. <laughs> to eat because yeah. we hadn't eaten in seven hours? Yeah. Um, has this business required you to get vulnerable? Definitely. We, we've both, yeah, because 
we've like with each other too. Yeah, with each other. Um, we've definitely had our days with each other, but you know, we always like call each other out on our stuff, and <laughs> you know, because we both really love each other. You know, there's <laughs> Jasmine's like my sister, my yeah. little sister, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. So, so we fight, yeah, like, we. <laughs> um because yeah like it's like we we can have arguments because we're both passionate about our business and we both have visions but we that's what we know we know we're both going in love for it so it's like like how she's saying like sisters you argue and you fight with your sister and sometimes you know when you're younger you maybe knock them on the head but you're still like i love you are you okay (laughs) i just want to make sure you know like it's all it'll always be that like unconditional love that just happens when family and that's what kind of what we've turned into. I mean, she always is like, you're my, my, uh, what is it? Business wife, basically. <laughs> like we're married but in a way, you know, like everything we put in was 50, 50. And now we're growing this business and, you know, we have to talk to each other about uh, different things. Like if I get emails or this or that, we sit down and we're like, okay, like what needs to be accomplished today? Like everything is always like a, a partnership, which has made honestly opening a business a lot it's like has it's easier and it has its challenges I guess because some people are like oh you're so lucky you have someone you're like yes and yes I mean of course it's always easier to have your partner with you um you have someone else you know jumping off for with you taking like the leap to go for it um and I think yeah like once we both did it it was just like fully a just happened for us and we've always thought of like even right now we're we're still hand peeling every potato by hand um so we've fun fact we've peeled like 10 probably 15,000 pounds of potatoes um because there's like almost a potato in every jar and we've done a lot of jars and um so we literally will peel potatoes just right when we get to the kitchen and we're like we laugh sometimes even now instead of kind of getting irritated by that uh, to be honest you know we are I'm looking at it and I'm just like, we're going to laugh about this when we have like an actual machine and a facility that like, remember when we used to cut our own potatoes? <laughs> like how silly were we? How look how small we were. We were just peeling our potatoes by hand. And like, that's what we think of when, when those um, moments, I guess, of like not positive to positivity kind of tried to leak in. I'm just like, no, like it's going to actually be really funny when we have a machine and we have a facility and we have employees and we have, it's all going to happen. Like it's already there. I'm already seeing that happen. I'm already seeing myself look back and be like, remember when we used to hand peel the potatoes? Yeah. When we stayed up at 2 a.m., we we still do each label by hand. Like we haven't taken, there's no, everything is still done. Carrots peeled, chopped, everything's organic. So everything is still very, we're moving slowly in a way because we want everything to stay of high quality. Mm. And we've noticed when you just go too fast, then the quality might dissipate in other brands because both of us have worked in food. And the biggest thing that always happens in food, from my experience, is they might start off with an honest brand and then they get convinced, oh, well, this will be cheaper. Oh, well, just do this. Or just put it in plastic. Or just just use this powder. Just use something that's not organic. Like, we get that all the time. Does it have to be organic? I'm like, yeah. That's, yeah. It has to be organic. It has to be in glass. You know, I, I don't want to contribute to more of the plastic waste. So that's one thing that we get pushed back from the bigger stores. Um, obviously, I'm like, at the, we go to stores and the biggest thing, they're like, oh, your packaging. It's one of those things you don't notice until you're in like obviously the grocery industry that we kind of are in now, how much goes into getting a product there 
how little they pay for it and how much they mark it up. Um, <laughs> and that they like see our jars and they're like, they're too big. I can't stack stuff on top of it. Employee could drop it. Like they see us as a high liability. And I'm like, but I don't want to put it in one of those cheap plastic containers that are stackable for you. Sorry, restock the case. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. Like, and I'm like, it has to be dippable. I want people to be able to dip their hands in there and like get all the little remnants. Oh, and not all get cheese the... sauce all over your knuckles. Or you got to break the chip to get into the, yeah, the mouth of the jar. Exactly. I was doing that yesterday with that little jar. And I'm like, oh, this, my fingers are getting, I want to be able to just dip the big chip in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The, I have, there's so many things in what you just said, like a million directions that I could go right now. But I want to ask you, because I think this is such a big topic for people, we talk about it in many different lights with our athletes, is this idea of vulnerability. So what is what does vulnerability feel like to you, and what do you believe it opens you up to? Um, so with vulnerability, I guess I would say it's always, I, I don't know what book I read, but probably most meditation books always say this, just take, a, take that leap, take that, what you don't know, and then figure it out from there. And like I, that is vulnerable. Um, and I guess I've always just done that, especially with the business. There have been times where you just have to be vulnerable. Just take take the mask off. Take the whatever burdens you have, the, the weights you're carrying, and just take it off and just see what happens. Because uh, if you don't, then like, are you truly living? You know, we're here to experience every moment, whether it's good or bad, I think. And so if you don't, if you stay at the mediocre job and you just stay at the like the things they told you to do like and then you look back at your life when you're like in your 80s and you're like did I fulfill you know there's just so many people now that you see the generation and the shift that's happening in the world that people are like no I'm not going to do that anymore I'm not going to just do this because I'm supposed to do it I want to do something different and I think that does take vulnerability but it's well worth it for sure. You're vulnerable for an instant and then you're like, ah, free. I feel like, do you feel like that's what it gives you? Yeah. It's like diving off the dive board first when you're a kid, it's really scary. And now you're just like, Oh, once you take a couple leaps and a couple like things, you're like, okay, everything will work out as it should. Like we just recently did do some shifts in the business and things like that, that are happening. And, and we were vulnerable, but we're like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. You know, and that's all you can say. I think it's also uh, uh, accepting of it. it's not going to be perfect. Exactly. Oh, that's that was the hardest too, and that's still the hardest. That's, yeah, I'm more of the one who's like, no, it has to be this way, Rebecca. What are you doing? And she's like, calm down. There's always another way, right? Yeah. There's always other options. Like, um, and it's great that Jasmine and I can be that vulnerable with each other she really loves to speak her concerns and I do too. And, um, even if, you know, she, she'll say like a thousand words per minute and, uh, and then I have to like take that in and process it before I speak anything. <laughs> and out. she's like, wait, wait, did you hear it, that? You- I was like, yes, l- let's take some time and, and think about it. Cause if I don't, I will retaliate and just start saying things like, let's stop, you know, like, or I'll say a no, or let's just, let's just wait or whatever, you know? So, well, if you're like family, you know, which each other's triggers are. Yeah. And I think we balance each other out in that way that I'm, I am more, especially in the mornings, 
like a, well, you know, I have my juice and I have this and she's like, I'm still halfway through my coffee. And I'm like, but I have all these things going on. <laughs> and I'm like, like sideways. <laughs> um, so we definitely, yeah, like balance each other on the way. Cause sometimes, yeah, I need that calming down and that like, let's think about it. Let's not just, cause I can overcommit. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I hate telling people no. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then we look at our calendar and we're like, oh man, when do we get to sleep? When do we, when do we have time to take a breath? And like, she does that for me for sure. She's like, she'll be like, no, you have to say no to this event or no to that because we can't. It's just about, we need a day off. Sometimes you have to say that, which for me, because of doing school my whole life and always like being in like the honor students and all that. It's like, what? You're saying no to an assignment? Huh? Like it kind of freaks me out. And then that's the thing where you just say let go. Cause then I think, oh my God, then they're not going to like us. And then they're not going to think about us next time. And she'll be like, no, but we are also important. And I think that's where like the vulnerability of work too. Like to say like part of working is working on yourself and being with yourself and having your rest time. A big part of success uh, is allowing. And that's one of the most flawed premise that we have as humans, that it always has to be through hard work and only hard work. And we don't, we don't step back for allowing to have the energy that is behind the scenes organizing for us. Now, that said, Jasmine, I'm, I'm like, you speak my language. Yeah. Like, I wake up every morning going respect your husband like he doesn't need the list of 50 things that you are super excited about he hasn't even had his coffee yet like just get him his coffee and then feel him out yeah. and maybe you can talk about one of those things yeah, but yeah. it's like I feel like I wake up in the morning and I'm just like holding back holding back holding back holding back until I feel like he has risen to some level of you know, clarity where I can, I where I can like start firing some things <laughs> yeah. at them, you know? Yeah. So I totally get that. And so it sounds like Rebecca kind of, she slows you down a oh, little yeah. bit, which is exactly what we need. What you need. So that's why I'm saying it's a great balance because it is in that thing when you do take that leap, I guess, of being an entrepreneur, there is that constant like, no, I should constantly be thinking about it because you're not doing this clock in, clock out thing. No. You are like, I can, I sh sh it's uh, 7 o'clock, it's 6 o'clock, should I be doing something? Should I, I should be being productive today. I have to make sure I'm productive today. Productive, productive, productive. But then when does that stop? So like she helps me kind of balance that out of like being with yourself and going on a walk that's productive. Yeah, Doing something that's not for the business is productive still. Like... Because life is still there. Once a month, BJ and I have a nothingness day. And the thing about nothingness day, which most people do, because they hear that and they go, oh, that would be so nice. And I'm like, well, wait, you don't even know what nothingness day is about. So just relax a minute. <laughs> nothingness day is about planning nothing. It's not about doing nothing. So some days on nothingness day, we're going all day long, but we're you know like, oh, let's go to the dog park. Oh, let's go to the farmer's market. Oh, let's go to the beach and meditate. Let's go read a book. Let's take a nap. Let's watch a movie, whatever it is. But you can't plan anything. So you see this day on your calendar because we block it off. It says nothingness day and you just watch the mind how it's like, oh, I'm going to go to acupuncture. Oh, I'm going to schedule. And you can't schedule anything. That's the rule of nothingness yeah. day. Yeah. And, the, and we had nothingness day on Wednesday. And before we saw you guys at the market, we went to the beach and we meditated. And I, I think I said to you, I, I don't know if it was then or, or an earlier part in the day, BJ, I just said, this is one of the most important things for our business is to not do anything with the business. Like, it's one of the most important things. 
Rebecca, so we know what you teach Jasmine. <laughs> what does she teach you? Well, I, I feel like I used to strive because I was also, you know, in a lot of crazy classes as well. And I feel like I used to strive and I've realized not to, but she still keeps me going. She puts that fire under the pot. Because you still when, need, her fire is really important yeah, to the business. Yeah, definitely. Because I, we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't even be in Jimbo's or places like that if it weren't for Jasmine. I yeah. mean, we, it's, it's, it's a beautiful flow that we have, I think. You know, she can fire me up and and then I can cool her down, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's cool, you, like you were saying in the in the nothingness days, sometimes there are divine appointments that happen in those nothingness days that we need. And, and it's been so encouraging. Like, do you want to talk about the story of the when you were walking to Beacons? Oh, yeah. And yeah. We, we were just talking about um, we want to be help our community, like pour back into the community. And she randomly started speaking to... Yeah, I started talking to this one um, guy who comes to the farmer's market all the time. He's, like, running with his kids, and he, like, sees me. He goes, you look so, like... Because he always sees me at the farmer's market. And now we have... Um, on Sundays, we do have an employee that goes there. So that gives us our Sunday to, like, walk to the beach. And I was walking to the beach in that mood where you're like, I have nothing to do. I'm just going to walk to the beach. And he could see that on my face. And he usually sees me at farmer's market. So he was like, it's so cool to see you like this. Like, very, like just cruising around like he's like what are you doing I'm like I'm not doing anything I'm just walking to the beach and then going home I don't know like um and he was like you just and then he like did his wrap around because he was like jogging with the kids and then on my way back home I ran into him again because we're just we live on the same street apparently and um he was like you know what you just inspired me he's I want to start a group of just like fully conscious like business owners and entrepreneurs and see what we can do to start the community like if it's he's like I'm not even I, he's like I literally am just developing this idea right now after talking to you and he's like I want to do that that pure simple joy and just help people cultivate that more in the community because like you know we have we live in a beautiful place Carlsbad and Encinitas but you like where's our community center where's our space to not have profit but just have growth just have a space where like because this city is actually full of a lot of entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, like that's why you're seeing people at the beach at 2 or 2 p.m. on a Friday <laughs> on a th Wednesday at cruising the Carlsbad Market because we all are creative entrepreneurs that are like, we want to do this, we want to do that, and we can all collectively come together and then not only converse together, but feed the youth in that. Like feed the youth in that maybe like miseducation they kind of get from some public school <laughs> that might be telling them they got to do this and this and this and this and if you don't like how stressful is that like our youth have to grow up to this stress like you better get this exam like everything's test take take this test this number this number and then you apply to this school with these numbers and this application and fill out this paperwork and that's how we're judged I'm like that's not who you are though and then you get stuck and then, then you got that. You have to get that job. And then you get stuck in that mindset that that's how, well, that's how college was. Well, that's how high school was. So this is just how life is. And you're like, that's not, there's actually so much more joy to the life than just, that. that's like the, the tiniest aspect, um, especially when you live in a place like we do where you're like, you just walk around and you're just like, like it's winter time and it's like beautiful out. We're just sitting in the sun, just like right before and being like, oh, they're just basking in that like a kitty. Like, oh, it's so nice. Those simple joys is what life's about. 
And I love on your website, it says like this company was born from joyful moments. Yeah. Because that's where it sparked our joy of food is when we had the dinners. We were just randomly having dinners um, and we're inviting like everybody where my we soon had to like push it out of my apartment because there was like too many people. I'm like, all right, I think we need to go to the bat, like the like community area in my apartment because everyone's not like fitting in here. <laughs> um, and that was right there. We were like, that's so joyful for us. It would be like, we would make all this food and everyone would be, and it was always plant-based and it was, we invited vegans, non-vegans, people who eat, who eat all different types of stuff and everyone, the food was always demolished every bit, always gone. Um, so that brought us joy, like introducing a plant-based diet to people and letting them know that one, it doesn't have to be the fake stuff. Cause I know people get a lot of like, Oh, I don't want to eat fake chicken. I don't want, and it's like, yeah, you don't have to eat that. That's a part of what has come out of the food industry, which the food industry does to every aspect of diets. They push out some processed food and junk food and that can happen, but the core of it is just eating plants, eating of the earth, things that grow, things that that you can create with. Um, and that's why we make all our stuff with like jackfruit. You know, we're going to use jack. We use jackfruit a lot in our food because it's we use organic jackfruit and it is actually a plant. And then we just season it because all these seasonings come from plants. Everything you have is like of the plant plants you know so essentially I think people might have a misinterpretation or misinformation of where their steak flavor might come from it's the herbs and the stuff um especially with cheese products people don't realize how much sodium actually goes into cheese and the casein in it as well that makes you addi- addicted to it mm-hmm. you know because it's a type of morphine so what what is it that's making me so addicted to Nomad Eats nacho cheese though? Like, tell me about <laughs> the nutrients. <laughs> the nutrients. It's for my sure, healthy yeah. microbiome. The but- nutrients in and out. It just has that delicious flavor to it. And of course, that we we're putting love into every single batch. We we Let's talk about the love in the batch. Sounds cheesy, but we cheesy. Um, but we do say a prayer from the beginning, even when we're making little tiny batches in my apartment. Every batch, we take a moment, we stop, we we touch the blender, and we we give it like a. We hope everyone who eats it feels joy. That's the biggest thing. It feels joy and feels nourished. So maybe that's why you're feeling joy and you're feeling <laughs> nourished. We say that to every batch. That's literally our like last little sprinkle of ingredient, joy and like feel nourished because that's why we make the food. We want everything we're always making. We're con- even when we're chopping the potatoes and the carrots, we're thinking that we're constantly thinking that like no we don't allow any negativity to come into our kitchen if it is then we like take it off we talk for a moment (laughs) if that needs to happen and then every piece that's being cut everything both of our minds are set to like this is for nourishing the food anything else can be thought about later (laughs) yeah i i think it's an incredibly incredibly important ingredient everything is energy how did you guys create this incredible cheese sauce that's like, it's better than any nacho cheese I've ever had, but it's also not filled with oils and it's made from Whole Foods? Yeah. Um, 
that was more so Rebecca like she was saying she Johnny her husband was like she was definitely on a thing where she was like no oil in the house and no dairy in the house like he still lives his full lifestyle of what what he eats but especially he's guy who drives around with a cooler in his car yeah he can <laughs> I literally threw away all the dairy and all the oil in my house I'm a, a true believer of what Dr. John McDougall teaches like the healthiest diet on the planet is whole food, plant-based, oil-free and preservative-free and choosing organic as well really helps out. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So was this born from your, like this, your influence? Yeah, I was very gung-ho. And so I was like, I'm going to make cheese sauce without any of that crap in it. Like on the McDougal website, he uses soy for a lot of stuff, but I didn't want to do that. And then, uh, you know, the, there's other cashew recipes and he's all about potatoes, right? And so I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's do something with potato. And so there's always potassium and all the vitamins in there. And then carrots and onions is the base. Because that's like, if you think about it, like all meals have like some kind of onion and carrot or garlic or, you know, and you just go from there. You just make it, <laughs> keep making it until it tastes good, you know? So, so that was the base? Yeah. <laughs> so so potatoes are basically like the foundation. Of yeah, this it's cheese. mostly potato and then carrot and then onion and cashew and a little coconut milk and then herbs and spices. So with potatoes as the base, you might say that this is like the perfect food for endurance athletes. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> high carb, low fat. So it's great for energy, quick energy that doesn't slow you down. Yeah. We're gonna have to we might have to have this at my hundred mile race in July. It's a little yeah. Those, those potato wraps you have, throw on the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the mashed potato wraps, throw on the, the I used cheese. to photograph for the uh, Iron Man in Kona, Hawaii. I used to be one of the photographers. Really? Yeah, and it was so funny because I was like, man, how are these guys eating all these carbs and they're so skinny, you know? And I didn't, I didn't have the understanding yet that carbs were energy, mm-hmm. you know? When was this? When were you in Kona? Oh, gosh. 13, 14 years ago. What took you? How did, so how did you become? So I used to live in Hawaii. That's where I did all my oh, okay. schooling and stuff like that. And I was a photographer and yeah. What do you I, think I, of that, that event that, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. I just like, I just, I'm like, wow, someday I hope to do an Ironman, you know, like to <laughs> just be that disciplined. It's just amazing. It is. And you're in the birthplace of triathlon here in yeah. San Diego. Um, <laughs> So what fuels did you see them taking in when you were? Lots of spaghetti. Yeah. Um, so a lot of spaghetti. There's this like one Italian restaurant in town. And when all the triathletes came in town, it was like a lot of like the smoothie places were always booked up. Like all the Italian places, uh, Thai places even. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of pasta. That's what I saw them eating. <laughs> Which hasn't really changed because, I mean, we were eating pasta and rice, but now we're, we're really big on the potatoes yeah. as well, especially for, for trail running, the long endurance. Right. And Jess has her first um, 100 miler coming up. So definitely be fueling with maybe some Nomad Eats cheese. <laughs> A big thing that even our followers like to do um, is like air fried potatoes. So just basically French fries and we throw it in our air fryer. So no oil and then dip it in cheese. And you're just basically like, I'm eating potatoes on potatoes on potatoes. You're like, yes, I've always loved potatoes. So I'm like, yeah, you throw some broccoli, but like, yeah, the air fryer is amazing. So that allows me to eat my favorite food, French fries all the time without oil. So where do you see this developing? Where do you see this expanding to and we are hoping to get cheese sauce on every doorstep that we're we're hoping to start an online store and just like share because i feel like there's definitely 
the vegan, obviously food is growing. We see that as far as even seeing that fast food joints are taking on plant-based items. They're still processed and fake. Um, and then you're not seeing like a vegan cheese that's real um, out on the market. And I feel like ours is, there's definitely vegan cheeses out there. Ours is a little bit easier to introduce to people because we take it to parties and they don't know it's vegan. That's the, the tough part right now too. Some people see the V word and like there's a separation, there's a division that's happened almost. Um, so if we can just, that's why I just say it's dairy free. You know, people love that. That's a little bit more inviting. It's just a different word. Um, and they don't think that it tastes vegan. So that's where we get them. So we're going, we, I mean, our big manifestation has always been Petco Park. Imagine getting, we live in San Diego. Imagine veganism is big here. Imagine if we can get that nostalgic nachos and cheese all plant-based dairy-free even I know because the dairy-free aspect I think is growing even more so because actually a majority of our customers aren't vegan they're just dairy-free they realize dairy hurts their belly so that's the one step forward and then eventually it'll be maybe the meat Um, but it's a one step forward in their day they're taking on at least one more conscious effort to not have dairy because they're realizing oh my body does not feel good after that and that's that one conscious movement of it and then it happens because I used to work in many juice bars so I would always help people I was cleanse manager so I'd always help people cleansing and you always get the people who are like this is gonna be the hardest thing I already have my steak dinner booked like for when I'm done I just want to get through this I can't, uh, I'm not excited about it. Or they say like, I ate a big burger before this. Like I, I have my binge before I did this. And what's so funny is that the way to see them change by the end of majority of the cleanses, they were like, that does not even look appealing. Most of them would want to continue to cleanse. Cause once you feel good and that's the biggest thing I think is like, it's not about being vegan or about being dairy free. It's about take a moment, maybe test it out, take dairy out of your diet and see how you feel. I bet you'll have a lot more energy. You'll have um, a lot more. You won't feel so tired, lethargic. Your bowels will move a little easier. Um, there's Your skin will look bad. Like there's so many things that like once people take it out, I think they'll realize the benefits of the diet versus saying, no, you need to do this. You need to be this. You need to be that. It's more of like, just take it out. So I feel like with our cheese sauce, we're introducing the idea that, ooh, I'm having my nachos. I'm having my pretzels and cheese. I'm having my burrito. I'm having my, and I didn't have to put cheese on it. Okay, maybe maybe next time we'll make it a full thing. Maybe I'll, I'll take out the meat. And But like, it's an awareness that's starting to build, especially people with their children, especially know that, ooh, dairy doesn't work because they're the ones who have to clean up after the kids. <laughs> so they're realizing <laughs> dairy doesn't, doesn't work for their kid and so then that's just one step more we're, we're gaining because I think before was the opposite people would always be like oh I'm vegetarian because oh I still eat cheese it's totally fine and now you're seeing this flop where you're kind of seeing people like oh no well dairy hurts me because it's so processed and there's so much like and there is still like negativeness to that industry they're creating and stuff and abuse happening um so I feel like the cheese sauce is that like mediator it's that middle ground um because then they can still go eat all their other stuff like when people tell me like I put this on chicken I love it on my love it on this love it on that I'm like however you eat it I'm so happy you're bringing this into your diet and eating one less like melted cheese slice from a store or or, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so what would it take to get you into Petco have you even started that going down that road manifested (laughs) 
Yeah, we can. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've manifested it first off. And then, um, <laughs> well, we're growing our business. We're doing all the right things. Um, we are looking to expand. So we did hopefully get a kitchen, which will allow us to expand our business, which is honestly the thing that's only holding us back right now. Cause right now we can only, it's the small things you don't realize you can only order one case of potatoes. Where are we going to put it? Have you guys discussed earlier space? Is the biggest thing. Once you have the space, you can order pallets of potatoes. You and can get order dis- pallets. And get, yeah. yeah. Okay. So and that- we can bring that cost down because that's our biggest thing right now. The cost of the product is high because we buy everything organic. I mean, when we buy organic cashews, a bag of organic cashews is over $300. So that's just the cashews. You know, that's not even the other aspects. That's not the glass jar. That's not all the other organic ingredients that go into it. So we need to have that like buying power. And the only way you can get that buying power is with the space. So that's why we took that leap and we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to get a place. We're going to do it. Um, so we're really excited. That's just super. Oh, right. Okay. That's too. And then I will. <laughs> There's so much good stuff. There is. Yes. That's what I mean. It all flourish. Just it happened. And um, so we, I've been talking to Seaside Market for like, the moment we started, I've been taking them samples, taking them samples. I take it to the guy. He loses it. I take it again. He loses it. I take it again. He loses it. And I'm just like, can you? And then, so then one day I took the jar and I took a hot thermos of cheese and I was like, try this, please. I have chips. I have a hot thermos. And he's like, no, it's too early. I'm, I don't want to eat anything right now. And I'm like, oh, this is my third time. And I was just like, and I think he saw like the, in my eyes, like this girl's not going to leave me alone. Is she? And he's like, I won't try this now because it's too early for cheese sauce. I'm like, you haven't tried it, so you don't know it's not too early. And he's like, but I will try it. I promise you I will try it. Email me in a day or two. You know, I will have the team try it. I'm like, okay. And I email him, and he was just like, oh, it was really good. But again, he's like, the glass is too big. We don't, they, they have very Focusing small. on the negatives. Yeah, they just have a very small potential. perishable space mm-hmm. um, and the price, cost, all that stuff. He didn't think it would move and all this stuff. And I was just like, just let me try it. I have so many people who want to go there. And he's like, okay, we'll do Costco roadshow type of thing is what they call it, where you go in with your product. They will, they don't sell, they don't technically have it on the shelves. I would be there. They would pay me out the end and whatever sells, they'll decide from there. What if you, they will decide to carry your product. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Then he just like never emailed me again. I was emailing him, emailing him. And then just like this year in January, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be like, happy new year. Hey again. Like <laughs> we were going to do something. You you said we would plan and I get it. Everyone's busy. Everyone, they have their jobs. And I knew that's definitely a job where it's like, oh, clocked out. Bye. I'm not going to deal with like the emails later. And um, I emailed him and he goes, I have these two dates open next month. Let's do it. And now I'm like, and Seaside is in Petco Park. They have their own little space there where they do their like sandwiches and deli. And I'm like, if we can get in Seaside, then we can start talking to the people of Petco Park. Like even when we manifested this, like years ago when we started the company, we were like Seaside and then it's Petco Park. Like it's exactly happening the way that we kind of like manifested it. We were like Seaside first and then Pet, that'll be our leap into Petco Park because you're like, how do I even talk to Petco Park? But if Seaside's already there. I love it. <laughs> so, okay, Rebecca. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. 
So Jasmine's touched upon it a couple times. I've heard it in her words. Um, it, she is 100% like manifested. Yeah. Like that she's, when you were talking about, when Jasmine was talking about peeling the potatoes, she's like, I can see it though. I can see us laughing about this. Yeah. I can see yep. the machine. Yeah. I can feel what it's going to be like to be at that point in the business. And this is the missing piece, you guys. I was just talking to, I was talking to a professional triathlete yesterday and about, and we were doing mindset training and what, and I don't think I've ever described it this way before, but it's, it makes so much sense. It's like, we think that we have these dreams and we have to always be running towards our dreams. But what we can also do, which so few people understand is that we can we can using our imagination in a way where yeah we're still running after our dreams but guess what the dreams are now running towards yeah. us and this is what I've heard Jasmine describe a couple times already through her words just the way that she's speaking so for you how has like the manifesting how does that take place for you same same as Jasmine you know um, we. I start out my morning and just, you know, really focus and visualize like, okay, well, who am I and where are we going? And this is just one facet of a multifaceted human being. There, there are no limitations. You know, we've realized like we have to take the roof off any kind of limitation. And so now it's just literally we get to dream. We get to dream and it's chasing after us. The dreams are chasing us. <laughs> Yeah, while we're peeling those potatoes, it's just like conversations like, it's going to be so silly. We're going to go look back at the day. Like, remember, we used to peel everything by hand or, you know, like, know. We remember when we didn't have a van or didn't have a kitchen, you know, and we just keep going from there. Yes. Like you you're know? living from there. We're, we're living from, from the end. Yep. You know, yes. we're, we're focused. <laughs> we're focused on, yeah, the finish line. You're living from the finish line. We're living, yeah, exactly. Knowing that the finish line is going to continue to evolve exactly. and get even bigger. Exactly. Um, yeah, BJ and I talk like that all the time. <laughs> like I talk about like, I'll say, God, how, how good did it feel to pay your parents' mortgage off? Didn't that feel so good yeah. when we got to do that? And we got to fly them all out here and we got to do all this fun stuff. Wasn't that great when we got to do that? That was so great. I can't wait to do that. Who else needs their mortgage <laughs> paid off? I can't wait. I, I'm so excited. That's so much fun to do. I love doing that. But yeah, and you have to use your imagination. Yes. So I it's very important. Yeah, I work with people all the time about this, and I, what I find is um, that a lot of people—not everybody—but th there are a lot of people who are stuck in the mind. Mm. They're stuck in the thinking, yeah. which is where all the limitations are, yeah. because all the thinking is based on the evidence that you're looking at yes. and everything that has transpired prior to that moment. Yeah. Okay. How does somebody start to use their imagination? Which seems like a really kind of a crazy question, but this is what I get all the time. Somebody says, I, I don't understand. How do I, how do I practice feeling like the business owner who's serving tens of thousands of people a day at Petco Park? How do I, how do I imagine that feeling? So what, what I like to do is um, I'll actually find a time when my husband and nothing else is going on and I'll lie down on my couch in the living room and I actually just set everything else aside like mentally. I'll say I'll set up, put everything on the shelf, everything else, even like, like even little business things that, you know, we, that are important, but, and I start to focus 
on like that main goal. And we, I start to visualize and see like, where are we going to be? You know, like what is that path? And just literally walking down that visual path in your mind and allowing yourself the time and the rest to do that. And then all of a sudden it'll be like three hours later. I feel like Jasmine's probably the same way. And you have like five messages from Petco Park. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I missed all these phone calls. Yeah, no, it it is cool. You like afterwards, you like, you look at your phone and you're like, oh wow, cool. Great that happened this morning. I know, both of us. It was... I can't wait to hear about what happened this morning. So when whatever (laughs) happened this morning happens into the physical reality, you'll have to let us know. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it'll happen soon. Everybody's going to want to know. Final question here. How important is it to do what you love? Oh my gosh. You are living in your own skin finally is what it feels like. And it feels vulnerable and you feel naked sometimes and just, oh man, it just, right yeah yeah uh i mean yeah it's definitely very joyful and i don't think till you do it do you realize how much joy it is and then you see other people suffering and you're like do it what are you doing and they're too scared to do it and you're like but i'm so great over here though you know because it's it's i guess yeah it's going to be scary for at first and you're going to be unsure but i've always thought like if in your gut it feels like do it just do it and it'll all figure out and if sometimes the answer is eh We'll figure it out when we get there. That's the answer. We'll figure it out when we get there. Like that's what we've done. We were like, okay, we're going to get this. Okay. We'll figure it out when we get there. We'll, we'll do this market. We'll do this. We'll figure it out when we get there. Cause you do. We're humans. We figure it out. Like we will figure ourselves out when we're there. And I think it's so nice now that like, I feel so happy. I've never felt so fulfilled with the job I'm doing. And I like I was I just don't think anyone knows it till they do it, and I see all these people suffering, and I'm like, come on. Well, that's the pivotal moment right there. You, when you said it, you feel it in your gut, and then you act. And that space, that that quick moment right there is is this is the win. So that's either going to move you to listen to your gut, or your mind's going to get involved, and it's going to be like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. This doesn't make sense. I need some data and some information. So tuning into the gut is absolutely a necessary um, practice to move you to do what you love. And I think the people that you see out there who aren't doing it, because in my experience, I do this too, it's just motivating me to up my game too, to continue to pursue what scares me. You're like a a teacher. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) All right, thank you guys for joining us today. It's been amazing. I can't wait to see what's next and where we're gonna go with this. Yeah, this was really awesome. It's always so great to talk to like people, like like-minded people who are doing the same thing and taking the risk and then spreading that message. It's really important to spread that message with the podcast. Yeah.